76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Wednesday, April the 17th. I got my man T-Will in the house. What's yeah, up, yeah. T? What's up, Keith? Look, y'all, I haven't seen T in a while. He's been, like, boycotting me or something like that. <laughs> nah, actually, I've been sick, so I've been away. So we typically do this at the library. We do, like, our library flow. But today, we're over my crib. We're in my office, um, and we're just sitting here talking. But this morning, you know, we got a couple things we want to talk about. In the first segment, we want to talk about, you know, what? We you know talk about game three, what the Sixers have to do to win. Right. In the second segment... You know, we, we're talking about, we both believe the Sixers are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets. So we're talking about, can the Sixers get out of the third round? Good question, Keith. And the third segment is going to be on Monty Williams. You know, like, you know, is that going to be a huge loss if the Sixers um, lose him? I think it's going to be a devastating one. My man's not 100% sure. Not that. so sure. But I'm, so we have a little argument on that one, disagreement. But first things first. Now, I'm just going to let y'all know, if y'all don't know T-Will, T-Will is my, my super Sixers fan. So when we have these podcasts, we just have a little bit of fun. He gives the fan perspective. So what 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 do you think? What's the, what do you think? The, but the you got to let the people know, we always podcast before we podcast since I'm the super fan. So the, the little arguments come out that we got to tone down a little bit once in a while. Yeah, true. So... My thing is right now, going into the uh, game three, Thursday night, the Sixers got to come out aggressive. They can't let the Brooklyn Nets fans get into that game early. They got to come out. They got to do, they got to duplicate exactly what they did the other night. You see what I'm saying? Ben Simmons got to attack the rim. Joel Embiid's got to get Jared Allen in foul trouble. They have to have good spacing. And Brett Brown has to be on his game. He's got it. If he wants to duplicate and get out of this series with no harm, he's got to duplicate what he did game two. And that's just facts. You said Sixers fans sat there game one, saw what happened. It was a lot of hoopla going back and forth, a lot of overreaction. It's a seven game series. We gotta let. We gotta wait and see. Brett adjusted game two. Game two was beautiful. Beautiful. That third quarter was amazing. 51 points in the third quarter. Rested some of these guys. Listen, man, they got to come out Thursday night and put the hammer down. They got to stay aggressive. Brooklyn's fans, I don't know if people noticed, they were cheering, we want Philly. We want Philly. Well, guess what? Y'all got Philly. Y'all got it. Y'all going to see what happens going into Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, you raised a, a couple of good points. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, why wouldn't they want Philly? I mean, they match up very well against the Sixers. Now, the thing about the Sixers is game three is going to be vital, and here's why. Brooklyn kind of, like, stood up to the bully, so to speak, in game one. Game two, it was kind of like the Sixers were at full staff and Brooklyn wasn't, and they couldn't adjust. You had Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Garden, and B. I mean, come on, bro. And that's come on. but I that's mean, exactly what we want. But exact but what I'm trying to say is what I'm saying is that 
you know, this is going to be a vital game because, I mean, I agree with you. The Sixers have to come out aggressive because you know that, you know, you would you assume that, you know, um, the players who were injured for Brooklyn are going to be able to play right. this game. You, I mean, you assume that. You assume that Rondé Hollis Jefferson is probably going to get a DMP unless they actually need him. Like Ed Davis only played five minutes, you know. Um, so my thing is you're right with that. And I think that's what's going to happen is this game right here is going to like basically if the Sixers could go out there and take their will, they could possibly win this thing. And, and six games, five, six games. Carbon copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brett but, has to carbon copy what he did. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be hard for him to carbon copy exactly the same thing just because. A couple wrinkles Kenny, here and there. Kenny, can, can I speak? Kenny, Kenny Atkinson is a great note. Kenny Atkinson is a great joint. You like a couple wrinkles here and there. Kenny Atkinson is a great, is a great coach. And I think that is hard. I mean, Kenny Atkinson, dude. You don't think Kenny Atkins is a great coach? Huh? No. You don't? No. Why not? Because he's not. You don't think that boy could coach? No. Alright. No. What what? He he overachieved this year. Ooh, man. He Dude. overachieved this he year. He got me he got me spitting out my cough sir. <laughs> <laughs> Doing more <laughs> You over listen, man. He he's a decent coach. He's not a great coach. He's a decent coach. He he overachieves. He got the most out of that team. That team don't even have really any number one draft picks except for Russell. Okay, so then you you help my argument. No, I want to help my argument. You know I'm going to set you up. You know I'm going to set you up. So go ahead. So you said that team doesn't have any number one draft picks right. besides D'Angelo Russell. Right. Right? Right. I mean, so... Oh man. Come on. Come on on now. So like for him to be able to do what they did, he took a tanking squad and they they took and got these drag they got these old heads and they got these guys who people gave up on. Right? Right. Right. I mean Shapaz Napier, this is like his fourth team, man, or something like that. That's LeBron's point guard. Yeah, that was LeBron's (laughs) point guard, but this is his fourth team. (laughs) This is fourth team. Like National Champion winner. Come on. I mean, yeah, but he was playing with Kimba, though, right? Still national title I mean, title yeah, but winner. he was playing with Kimba. I mean, so all I'm just trying to say is I don't want to go here and I don't want to disparage any other coach or put them down. But if you look at their roster compared to the Sixers roster, come on, man. It's night and day, dude. I mean, the Sixers got four all-stars. They got DeMar Carroll, a dude who's like, you know what I mean, like Toronto couldn't wait to get rid of. You know, they got the dude, the power forward, nobody heard of. The dude from overseas, he can play. He can play. They got Jared Allen, who's nice. still gro- nice, but he's still growing. Right. Still growing. So you're not going to let Joe me Harris play. can shoot. Right. And D'Angelo Russell. Right. Go ahead. So he maximized their talent. He put them in the right situation to maximize their talent and overachieved this year. The East wasn't, like, strong. Those bottom teams, they weren't great. That's why they were in the sixth seed. Six, seven, and eight was only a game, game and a half from each other. The top three teams in the in the East, even the fourth team, they had they they showed their will. Can he? He's a good coach. He's not a great coach. 
He maximized that talent on that roster and got them where they were at. Just like, I'll give you another one. My boy Nate. Indiana. People said, even myself, Indiana was going to fold. Indiana was going to slide. He maximized their talent when he lost their all-star. Put them in the best position to succeed. That's what we need Brett Brown to do. The Sixers need Brett Brown to take his four all-stars, maximize their talent, and let them succeed. And he got a wake-up call on that. Well, we'll see in game three because I'm telling you, this dude can coach to me. I mean, Kenny Atkinson can coach. You know the funny thing about Kenny Atkinson? What's that? You remember he was like one of the finalists to get the Sixers job when Brett Brown got it? Yeah. And he felt like... He got slated. Well, not only that, he felt like they were asking him all his tricks and all this. Like they, he felt like that the yeah, he felt like the job interview was a joke, was a farce. Right. That he came in there, Sam Hinkie was asking him, "How do you run this? How do you run that?" Do this, and they like, well, hold up, they just want to get secrets, and that's what he felt like. But, so, so you saying that Sam Hankey, after he interviewed Kenny, gave all his secrets to Brett? I don't know, but I heard, but from what the word, I don't know if he gave his secrets to Brett. But what it was is he felt like they were going to hire Brett Brown all along, and he was just going around getting different, you know, opinions people, from different coaches. Yeah, I, like remember some, yeah, I remember that. I remember people. Yeah, because you know, Atkinson is kind of sort of, you know, I mean, he was in Atlanta with uh, Budenholzer, so he's still part of that tree, so to speak. Right, he's, so he's, still, he's the to, pop yeah, tree. Yeah, part of it. You know, Atkinson's a good, good coach. But so what you're saying is to get back on track, game three, the Sixers got to come out on fire. They they just got to be aggressive. All right. They got to be aggressive. They, they, they The Sixers don't have to come out on fire, but they got to set the tone. You can set the tone and set the pace of the game without being on fire. You see what I'm saying? They can't let Brooklyn's Brooklyn's going to try to feed off of that crowd. That energy, the Brooklyn's going to be it's going to be rabid up there. So you know you got to take that away from you. Got to take Brooklyn's heart early. So you got to get these guys in foul trouble. You got to get you know Allen in foul trouble. You got to make D'Angelo Russell work. You got to make Joe Harris work. You know you got to make these guys sweat early. They can't car. They can't guard us. That front line is trash. They can't guard us. They can't guard Ben. They can't guard Joel down low. So you got to exploit that. You exploit that Thursday night, I think we'll come out on top. All right. All right, well, we'll talk about the second segment. We both agree that they'll win um, the first, they'll win this opening round series. But in the second segment, you know, we're talking about if they can get out the second round. We, we're both assuming that they're going to face Toronto, even though Toronto – you know, lost, you know, his open round matchup to Orlando. We still think that the Kyle Lowry's going to find his shot <laughs> and they're going to win. He topped Ben Simmons. That was pretty hard to do, to top Ben Simmons. Do you know, you saw that meme. You saw that <laughs> yeah, meme going around. Yeah. Everyone, Ben got killed last year with that meme. Kyle Lowry, now he he's the new king. So. Yeah, that's my guy, though. I yeah, like that's Kyle. your guy. I, I like Kyle. You know, I went to Cardinals. Hockey. I didn't go there. I went to North. But that's that's a, I mean I've known yeah, he, him. Yeah, so, he's yeah, he's hometown. Good you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that happen I mean, to your it, backyard you know guys. You know it happens. You it know happens. what I mean? It happens. But, but anyway, a, but anyway, do you think? Do you do you think the Sixers could come out of the second round? No, I still don't because 
the, it, it goes back to the our lack of bench death. They don't have enough death to keep up with Toronto. Toronto's bench is very deep, and they get buckets, and they also play D. So when you that that's a that's a chemistry for disaster against the Sixers bench. Now, granted, Brett shortened this bench, eight man rotation, maybe a nine man rotation if somebody gets in foul trouble. But if you go player for player, I still would take Toronto's bench over the Sixers bench. True, I agree. Um, but you know, and, and I don't know what's going to happen. I, no, I, I we kinda, don't. Know. I kind of figure with you. I, I'm I'm looking at this bench and I'm saying to myself, <laughs> you know, like they probably won't. But again, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I didn't think Boban was going to have two great games like he had in the in the first you know the first two games. He was solid. You know, he was solid. You know, Mike Scott, the first game that they lost, he shot one for eight. The second game that he won, that they won, he was five for seven. He was three for five on threes, 15. You know, James Ennis, to me, you know, he's the X factor. You're right. You're he's right. He's the X factor right there. Now, you know, TJ McConnell, he didn't really get a lot of burn. He got like, you know, 10 minutes and five um, five seconds. But we but know what TJ's going like to get. We know what TJ's going to do, but it seems like if they're going to go nine deep, Right now, it's going to be Boban, Mike Scott, James Ennis, and Jonah Bolden. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, you look at Mike Scott, he's like the utility guy. You know what I mean? You look at James Ennis, he's like the wing. Jonah is like, you know, he could play the four, he could play the five. And Boban, now the thing about Boban, he can't play against every team. But, you know, his... Being seven foot four, two ninety, they couldn't they couldn't handle that. Now again, this is a completely different team, but you know, in order for the Sixers to get it, again, we're, we're a little bit ahead of ourselves. But I think in order for the Sixers to get out of the second round, you know, Joel Embiid is going to have to play within himself, and what I mean by that is he can't make it all about himself, and then he has to feed the ball to Tobias. And Tobias has to help himself out. He's you know, got to get off early. He got to get off early. But um, what I mean by helping himself out is, it's like, you know, there are times where, you know, you can see people give him the ball and he'll miss a couple shots. Like he misses his first three and then they go away from him. But if he hits those first three, then he's in a better rhythm. So, you know, when you look at it that way, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I still think they're going to lose, but it just seems like, their bench, especially Boban and Mike Scott, you know, and, and Ennis and, and Jonah Bolden, I mean, that's pretty good. When you start going a little bit deeper than that, you know, that's when you start having a little bit of problems. Fred Van Bleet, you got Sackle, Baca rotating, McCall, Powell. Those guys can play, man. Yeah. Moreland. He gives you a lot. Those guys can play, so I still I'd rather Danny Green experience. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think they do you think their their starting lineup is better than the Sixers? It's comparable because you got Kawhi. But over, I mean, top to bottom. Well, it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. I'm not gonna be naive. You know, all this best starting five in the East and stuff, we still haven't really shown that. 
So, you know, you match up player for player, the Sixers should have an advantage. Yeah. They should have an advantage. But have they shown us that they should have an advantage? Yeah. And the one thing I will say about Toronto losing that first game is that, you know, Toronto should have an advantage. But have they shown us that they can step it up in the postseason? Right. They got question marks, too. They got question marks as well. So, you know, and the Sixers team is the one thing that we always say about them. They're good enough to, I mean, they're, they're good enough to go to the conference finals. Good enough to go to the conference finals. Everything goes right. But they're also, they got enough leaks and holes to where they could get bumped in the first round. You know what I mean? So... You know, it's one of those things where you really don't know what you have from the Sixers. So day. who's that fall on to make sure those holes is plugged up? They got to be prepared. I mean, you got to be prepared, but it's also your roster, too. Right. You know what I mean? It's also your roster. I mean, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? Think about it. Before um, before they made the trade for Tobias, in order for them to win, they had to have three of their four players have great games. You, I mean, three of the four. If you didn't, if you had anything less, they would lose. They would lose. They would lose. <laughs> so now you got a little bit more leeway because you got an extra guy, but you still need three of them, three to five to get off. You know what I mean? And then like you know, and then like and against, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. And so, but it seems like when the Sixers play elite teams, they don't get off. Those those X factor guys that the Sixers picked up. Don't show up. Yeah. And the ones that they do have show up late in the game. And are the Sixers' X factor is always J.J. Redick. As he goes, the Sixers are going to go with the offense. Yeah. Same with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, you know, you need a nap or something? No. Uh, you tired? <laughs> Told you, you know? sick, bro. Man, listen, you can, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, anyway... Um, <laughs> Somebody got jokes. Yeah, but uh, like I said, you know, it, it's it's all about the matchup, and the Sixers' X factor is definitely JJ. JJ has to get off, and there's been games where he's gotten off and carried the Sixers in the first quarter till the other guys stepped up. So I mean, it's going to be fun. That's what it's all about. It's the playoffs. Anything yeah. can happen, but yeah. that bench, man, that bench is crucial. Because Toronto has guards that can come off the bench and continue to play and run the offense. The Sixers are looking at Jimmy Butler to stay on the court to become that guard, to give Ben a break. Because you're not going to put TJ in there and run over 10 minutes. It's a liability. The Sixers, for the second season in a row, have no backup guards. Yeah, I think a lot of people are a little bit hard on TJ. I remember last year... T.J. McConnell shut down. Uh, I mean, he was the one who won the game for him Boston. against Boston. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think, you know, when people look at him and they say that, but, you know. I'm going to ask you a question. Think, do you think I hate T.J.? I don't think you do. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is I just think that there are certain people who look at him right. and say, okay, here goes Rudy. Get him out there. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but, you know, I mean, I just know for a fact that, you know, there are a lot of guys around the league who have the utmost respect for him just because he plays hard and he does what he does. Now, the problem is when you have Jimmy Butler, and we talked about this before, when you have Jimmy Butler and you have Ben Simmons and you have them on the ball, and when you bring TJ in, 
sometimes you want to bring him in as a wing. That's not his game. No, I mean, TJ is a point guard. He's like, you know, he's the the brains of the team. He's telling everybody where they should be. You're putting him in an uncomfortable position that he can't be in. And, And unfortunately for him, not unfortunate, but it's unfortunate for him that he's one of their best defenders in the pick and roll. So, basically, he has to go up when you see it. Okay, TJ, guard Kyrie. Okay, TJ, guard D'Angelo. Okay, TJ, guard this person. So you look at it, and you're looking at the height difference. You're looking at this and that. And people are like, what is he doing? Not knowing he's the best defender they got in that scenario. Right. So that's the problem. So I don't think he's, you know, a bad person. Um, I think he's a good guy. I just think that, you know, based on their roster limitations, he has to do a lot of things that takes him out of his comfort level. But when we get right back, we want to talk about uh, Monty Williams. All right, so my thing is, I think if Monty Williams takes the Lakers' job, I think the Sixers are losing a good coach. And here's my reasoning. Um, You know, Monty Williams is a guy who has head coaching experience, just like Jim O'Brien. You look at the Sixers' coaching staff, a lot of the other guys, you know, their first – crack at NBA was with the Sixers. Right. They're kind of like novice coaches, so to speak. Right. And you look at Monty, and Monty seems like, you know, he's a soft-spoken guy. He doesn't stand up, and he doesn't, he's not in the game saying, yo, do this, do that. But when guys come to the bench, he's in their ears. And he's also a guy who they all respect. Not just because they respect him, because... He's a former player. Well, he's a former player, but he's also a disciplinarian, too. Right. He demands respect. And, um, you know, it, it just seems as is that I don't know, like he just seems like the Sixers going to lose something without him. That That's all I think. I think the Sixers, if they lose Monty Williams, they might possibly lose Brett Brown as well. You Meaning that. The Sixers, it's a tough. See, it's a tough. It's a tough situation to touch, because he has coaching experience, Monty Williams. You know, you don't know if the Sixers want to retain him if Brett Brown, if this is Brett Brown's last season or not. You know, so if he doesn't get the LA job, is he the next one up for Brett's position? You know, uh, Monty is a respected guy. Anthony Davis gives credit to Monty Williams about uh, his career and saying that if it wasn't for Monty Williams, he wouldn't be the player he is today, coming out early, working with him, teaching him how to be a pro, keeping him on the bench to watch uh, Dwight Howard play. When Davis said he wanted to get in the game, you know, Monty Williams was holding him back on the bench when he was coaching, when he was the head coach. So, you know, Monty Williams comes with a lot of knowledge and and skill. But – I mean, there's there's a lot of coaches out there, a lot. Um, to get another a good assistant like Monty Williams, I think that would be tough. But we know the Sixers' mo. Everything takes so long with them. Everything's a trial. So if I'm the Sixers, I would do everything possible to retain Monty, and to re- and if Brett comes back. You come back with Brett and Monty, 
give them a full year with this roster and see what they can do. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll find out something about Monty before the playoffs is over. Though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, yeah. it's it's up in the air. You, I would be just... shocked if he gets the L.A. job. I mean, it would be great for him, but I just feel like with I think LeBron that's what and Ty Lue. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's a setup. Yeah, it's a setup. It's yeah, all but, set up. But I think that he, Politics is he, usual. His name is out there, but I think that somebody's going to snatch him up. I mean, I, I do... I mean, I think he's a good coach. Well, how many openings you think, personally, you think are going to pop open at the end of the season? How many head coaching jobs you think are going to pop? I can't put, put, a, put my put a hand on it, but three, four, three, maybe. But the thing is, you know, Monty is a guy who, you know, when you talk to him, he talks about how he he learned things. Now it's funny because when he was in, he took over a rebuilding New Orleans Pelicans team, rebuilding. And he and he took them to the playoffs. Maximize the talent. Maximize the talent. But see, at that point, they were saying, "Nah, we're better than the first round. We're better than the first round." So they're like, "Look, Monty, we got to take someone to get us to the next level." They haven't really been to the next level since then. You know what I mean? They haven't. So it's like, "Yo, you got rid of him?" Like, you know what I mean? And and from that, he's learned a lot. You know what I mean? He's been through a lot. He was uh, OKC's assistant too, right? Yeah, until yeah. you know, then his wife passed, right. and then he left, and then he went to San Antonio. San Antonio. It was in their front office for two years. So you know, this is his. Uh, hey, y'all! I'm back. I'm here. And the reason why I think he's not as you know, some people like look at Lloyd Pierce, like when we talked about it, like right. how Lloyd was. He you know standing up to on the defense stuff, this and that. But well, that's just not Monty's personality. And plus, I. Th- you know, he, he has respect for Brett in a little bit. You know what I mean? Because Brett, if, you know, Lloyd doing it would be different than Monty doing it. Look like, yo, this brother coming in here trying to, you know, trying to take over. So, <laughs> yo, what you doing, man? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm coach. Like, yeah. I, I got this. Yeah, he got this. So yeah, yeah. That's how it is. But look, man, I want to thank you for joining this week. And we got to get you back on. It's a shame that the Sixers been traveling. I've been sick. And you've been busy working? Yeah, man. Making that money. Can I get $500? Yeah, you got jokes, see? You probably put everything out there on on, on air, huh? No, I just yeah, asked for $500. I, yeah. I ain't putting nothing Yo, on listen, there. You, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I, I'll give it to you, but there's interest. It's interest? Yeah. I, I don't street, even know. We street interest. <laughs> this guy What's up? <laughs> He's trying to get 75% on a dollar. It's like, nah. But look, y'all. <laughs> It's been great you're rapping with my man T Will. He got his Philly versus everybody shirt on. That's what it is. I'm it's, rocking my pit stuff. We united. Yeah. Philly versus everybody. Yeah. We stand together. This is my favorite uh fan. The best fan is Mr. Die Hard. He get mad when I say it, but he know it's real. All right. That's uh, you. Nah, that's not me. <laughs> All right, y'all, peace. Before I get in trouble. <laughs> peace.